honestly. scene <laughs> bow and we're done you've been uh, a great audience <laughs> we'll see you next week uh welcome back to another episode of honestly podcast with zoe and logan that was logan and that was zoe wow oh wow how incredible that we are back what is this our third episode in a row good for us wow no one or nothing has died yet. Oh my god. <laughs> Why would you even tempt? Oh my god, you absolute lunatic. I'm going to be knocking on wood for the next 12 years. Here. I have a wood floor, Says. a wood table, and a wood table. <laughs> Three in a row. Listen, she said it, not me. Um, We are just trying to live our best lives. Logan has panicked eyes. Oh my god. Um, No, yeah, good for us for... um recording for a solid three weeks mm-hmm. in a row that's a it's a record it's it does, not we've it, gone for long but like but. in recent history it does kind of feel like a record you it know? does like, all things considered <laughs> we're here we're back the fact that we're even doing this i mean good for us <laughs> you know what we do deserve a pat on the back <laughs> yeah so go ahead and go ahead and give yourself thank one you. thank you <laughs> thanks thank you how are you Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. As if we didn't just speak for an hour prior to no, recording. No, I've never this. met this woman. No, this is the first <laughs> time we've spoken. No, I'm good. I have just been feeling so restless for the last couple of weeks. And I have like no motivation and no focus. But then I also want to do everything at once. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a lot. I understand. <laughs> and I relate. Like, I just, I sit here at my little desk and try to do my job all day, and I just, it's so hard to focus, and, like, my mind is like, but you want to do this, and that, and this, and you want to go do all these other things. Yeah. And then when I have time to do those other things, I'm like, no, I'll just lay here. (laughs) Yeah, just lay down. And do nothing. And being like, well, tomorrow I'll do all those things. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't. Mm -mm. And then you don't. So. And then everything is like, go take a walk, you know? Get those like pandemic jitters out. <laughs> Go for a little stroll. It's like I cannot get off my couch. <laughs> if one more person tells me to go for a walk, <laughs> I will lose what's left of my mind. And it's not a lot. No, there's not much honest. left. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging on by a crumb. Well, crumb of like- brain. <laughs> It's like, what am I, like, when am I going to go for a walk, okay? Like, I'm not getting up before work to do that. That's simply no. not going to happen. No. I have um 30 minutes for a lunch break, so it's not going to happen then because I have to eat and go through TikTok. Um, <laughs> and then after work, it's, like, basically dark out. So no. I don't really want to be wandering around in the dark. <laughs> it's also freezing. Yeah, it's also, like, very much winter here in Toronto, so... <laughs> Like, that's a no for me. 
There's nothing about that that appeals to me. Um, There's ice, there's snow. Famously, I do not get along with either (laughs) of those. Um, Not for me. No. Not something that's calling to me. I'm sure it would feel helpful Mm -hmm. to get out some steam. Sure. No. Am I going to? No. No. Well, and it's like, I... Like, all summer and into the fall, when the weather was still nice and you could still go out without being, like, physically in pain from the cold air, mm. um, I would, every day I would think, today I'll go for a walk after work. Today's the day yeah. that I'll go for a little jaunt around the neighborhood. I didn't do it once. Not no. a single time. So, no. <laughs> why would I do it now in the dead of winter? <laughs> it's just, it's simply not an option. Even no. though that seems to be the only option people want to present to us. <laughs> It's not, it doesn't even register. It's not even on the radar of things that I find doable at this moment in time. No, you know what I did for self-care today? I ordered myself a burrito at four o'clock in the afternoon and then ate it in rapid speed, just staring like blankly into the distance. (laughs) I was just sitting here hunched over, like looking like fucking Quasimodo (laughs) and just was shoveling this burrito into my wide open trap. It was fine. It wasn't even that good. Was it Chipotle? No, because I can't get Chipotle oh, where sorry, I currently live. <laughs> no, sorry for bringing that up. I got it from some place called Big Boy Burritos oh, or something. Okay. Okay. It was fine. It was not. It didn't fill like the void that I have, but no, it it was something. It was something. <laughs> it was it was in that moment something. <laughs> and that's all we can do in that moment i swear my burrito and i were infinite (laughs) let's go be psychos together uh how are you doing i'm very much the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) the same as in relating to you but also the same as i was the last time we recorded sure nothing's happened Mm -mm. which you know is good that's okay it's not a bad thing it's things are okay not to be eventful but also I just have no energy for doing anything Mm -hmm. and it's confusing because I'm not doing anything (laughs) so I don't know what I'm tired from other than working every day just life I think it's tiring I think just existing through this pandemic has been exhausting times it, it truly feels like, and I've I've probably said this on the podcast, and I've certainly said it over the last 10 months or so, but like, it really feels like we are stuck in some sort of Groundhog Day-esque yes. situation, which is fitting because Groundhog Day was the <laughs> other day, but I just, we are living the same day over and over again, mm-hmm. and it I think it's really just gotten to a point where I can't take it anymore. <laughs> no, and it's like... We've talked. We talked about it earlier mm-hmm. on in yeah. this um, podcasting from different places journey. Yeah, about how like burnt out we felt from like being in quarantine. Yes, and that was just you know early stages of mm-hmm. this, and now it's just like this is it now. Before it was like this is it for now. <laughs> And now it's like, this is it now. Yeah. Period. It feels very much like, like last year, you know, things were to a certain point, like leading up to something. It was like, we were in mm-hmm. lockdown, but then it was like, oh, we were able to bubble and see some people and that was good. 
And then that got taken away again because cases got so high. And so then since then, and then there was a bit of hope because it was like, yeah. oh, the vaccine, how exciting. <laughs> Give it to me. That has kind of also been ripped away from us mm-hmm. because of our shitty fucking government. Fucking yeah. Justin Trudeau, I uh-huh. hate you so much. But at least he has fun socks. Oh my God, you know? and luscious hair. That oh really God. solves mm. all the problems for us. So I just feel like at this point, any sort of like hope or um, promise has been kind of ripped away. Uh-huh. And I just have like resigned myself to the fact, like you and I were talking about this previously, just resigned myself to the fact that like we're just stuck like this for yeah, like another year, a- I guess. Um, <sighs> and so that I think has been hard being like oh I'm stuck in this loop I'm living the same day over and over again mm-hmm. and there's nothing in sight that can even make me a little bit excited about no. the future no <laughs> that's bleak nothing I'm a- sorry it's very bleak <laughs> but it's also like what do you want us to say yeah <laughs> very that we're not gonna lie <laughs> it's bad it's certainly Sometimes. not good <laughs> it's um I would say I don't know if you've heard this before. It's very like groundbreaking and different. Um, frankly, brave and bold of me. Mm-hmm. But I would say these are unprecedented times. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's honestly do it. <laughs> honestly, take me out. Take me out. Take me. It's not even right words. Take me home tonight. But take me out tonight. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Let me go to the mountains mm. so I can peacefully, peacefully die. die. Yeah, very <laughs> that. Um, that's how we're doing. <laughs> yeah, to sum it up, we're doing great. <laughs> I think if you can take away anything, is that we're thriving. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be better. Yeah, no, ten out of ten. Cheer. <laughs> Love that. Loving every moment. Love that for us. <laughs> Any uh, content <laughs> zoomed new? Oh, thank you old. so much! Thank you so much for asking me. I have I've jotted some things down. I didn't feel like I was going to have anything to talk about, and so I was trying to think of things today. And I, I came up with like an okay, an okay list of things. I believe in you. Um. Okay. So first and foremost, this is going to be a little promo plug for us, the podcast. But. Oh. Um, I've been listening to our January playlist, our Hell little yeah. monthly mix for the month of January. Um, that's a fun new thing that we're doing now. Um, so at the end of every month, we're going to put out a little playlist with the songs that we've been enjoying. They might be new, they might be old, just stuff that we've been listening to yeah. for the um, that month. So we put out the January one uh, a few days ago. So that's up on Spotify. There's a link in our bio on instagram and twitter etc logan made cute little artwork i did i was for instagram and for spotify (laughs) it's really ambitious (laughs) it's fun i love i love it yeah so i've been listening to that there's 10 songs it's short and sweet uh just a little sample of songs that zoe and i have been enjoying so it's so good and it flows nicely together thank you which is very exciting logan has a gift oh my goodness stop i talk about it all the time stop (laughs) oh my god but she's very good at making playlists flow together it's um something i take very seriously um so if you haven't already 
uh listen to that go check it out uh i may be biased but i think it's a pretty good playlist (laughs) it slaps i'm gonna be honest it does slap um also what else what else oh i've been really into pinterest lately (laughs) love that i understand i feel like at the beginning of quarantine i was like cool i'll pin like recipes sure and it's just devolved or evolved whatever way you look at it (laughs) into me being on pinterest every day (laughs) yes no very that like i like have had pinterest since since university because that was when it was like all the rage Mm -hmm. and then like it wasn't something that i used particularly often for like the past several years like i would occasionally go on um but for whatever reason i like just was in the mood to like pin some things there a few weeks ago and oh my god there is something so soothing about it as like Mm -hmm. an app I feel like especially right now like on Twitter especially it can be very overwhelming with like pandemic news and just like world news and like it can start to weigh on you and then like Instagram is just like a whole other thing and like who even uses Facebook anymore but like Pinterest is so like it's like it's like a mossy grove of yes. no opinions. <laughs> like there's like yes. not a single opinion can it, you find. Like Pinterest has like big smooth brain energy. Yes. Like it's just like no thoughts, just vibes. Yes. yes. I'm loving it. I'm obsessed with it. Um so follow me on Pinterest if you want. <laughs> Logan.ks, I think is my username. I'm actually not sure though. <laughs> if mine is the same as with everything it probably probably is but you have like good brand awareness or recognition or whatever it's called (laughs) zoe the hermit find me there it's a little too real now (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a (laughs) self-fulfilling prophecy um yeah so just shout out to pinterest real quick it's been um keeping me somewhat sane over the last few weeks um and it's it's nice to go on and just like pin all these things and like create like an idealized version of my life (laughs) yes because it's like the best is like style Mm -hmm. because like I have my like style board yes I don't dress anything like that because I can't find clothes that fit me that look like that but they're problems literally but there I'm like oh look at that I would love to (laughs) I know it's like like we were talking about this not that long ago but it's just like me pinning like fashion pictures of like six foot tall thin blonde women and I'm like I'm like no that that's my body (laughs) type (laughs) I could pull that off dare I say I would look identical to her I would look identical to Hailey Bieber if I I were to wear her outfit better (laughs) call me crazy but (laughs) I think I would wear it better I think she's not ready for that conversation we are not ready for that conversation (laughs) um oh I have a TikTok fave that I thought I would mention so her name is Caitlin Parrish um, and she's like she's a dancer or, or at least like used to do competitive dance and basically I don't know if you've seen any of her videos. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. People though. like leave her comments to like do routines and yes. so a couple of my personal favorites like this one is please do the girl who gets her own solo just because she's been at the studio for 15 years but she's not actually good. And, and so her then- leg is so then she like choreographs this routine and it's like it's so funny especially like like I like danced in elementary school or like anybody who's like danced or done like musical theater and stuff like that I think would really appreciate it because she nails them 
just like right on the head. The other one that I really like is Junior Jazz, where they dance to Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> like So good. She's so funny. It's uncanny. Please go watch her videos. They There's are highly another entertaining. one of hers that I really thought was funny, and it was um hip-hop number that should have been jazz. Yes. Right? And it's like all these like really jazzy moves, but the song does not match at all. There was also one, I think it was like something like um a contemporary routine, but the you can't actually dance that well, so it's just a lot of running around from place yes. to place. Yes. Yes, I was, and then like throwing yourself. It's so good. I highly oh, enjoy those. Yeah, she's very funny. Um, I've also been listening. This is this might shock some people. This this might be controversial. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> but okay. Um, Sophia Franklin, formerly of Call Her Daddy fame. Okay. <laughs> she has her own podcast now called Sophia with an F. And I may or may not have been listening to that this week, which maybe speaks to my mental state currently. (laughs) Um, But basically the whole reason, and I never talked about this on the podcast because it might've been when we weren't recording back in the summer, but I was heavily invested in the Call Her Daddy drama. I feel like it was hard not to be because it was like happening around you. Yes. So you were sucked in. I was sucked in. (laughs) Like I never really had listened to Call Her Daddy prior to all of this. I'd like heard like some snippets here and there. And I was like, okay, like, I just like don't think this is for me necessarily. And that's okay. Um, And then all the drama happened in the summer and um, Sophia left and there was like this big breakup between her and Alex who was her other co-host and friend and they lived together it was like a whole big messy situation and so like at the time that all of this was going on I was like oh like team Alex I guess yeah. because like this sounds like Sophia was like really shitty and like letting her boyfriend come between them and stuff like that because I had only seen like Alex's That's side of the story because she posted like her big like 30 minute video on YouTube and I was like oh damn okay and again like I don't know either of these people and I don't know why I was so invested (laughs) anyway moving forward to like present day um friend of the pod Tori from Ready to be Petty yeah shout out to her she talked about Sophia on her episode last week I think because Sophia was on a podcast that I'd never heard of until this moment called We Met at Acme. Um, And she was talking very candidly about the call her daddy situation and the fallout from all of that. And so I kind of like got her side of the story for the first time. And I was like, oh, like the plot thickens. There's more to this. Like when you hear it from her side. And like, obviously it's like people always say like there's three sides to every story, like yours, mine and the truth sort of thing. So it's like, I'm sure both of them at some point were operating truthfully and not truthfully. But (laughs) after hearing Sophia's side, ooh, yikes, (laughs) does not paint Alex in a good light. So then I was like, oh, I want to find out more. So then that's why I started listening to Sophia's podcast because she like really goes into it in a few episodes. And like basically um, for people who aren't familiar with the Call Her Daddy situation, it's a podcast on Barstool Sports, one of theirs, which is problematic in its own right. And I don't know why any um, woman would want to be associated yeah, with that. Yeah, it's really, it's really something when you so, think about it for more than a second. That is something else to unpack completely. But basically, Sophia and Alex were the hosts of this podcast. Um, it was super crazy successful. 
and they found out that they were getting severely underpaid for you know what revenue and stuff they were bringing Mm -hmm. in so it kind of began like this big saga of like negotiations and the way that Alex told the story was you know they had negotiated and gotten this really good deal um and Sophia and her boyfriend at the time were basically like no it's not good enough like we want more and Alex was basically accusing Sophia of like not doing any of the work and not pulling her weight and stuff like that and calling her like greedy and lazy etc etc so then you hear Sophia's side and it's basically like um she wasn't being greedy she just knew how successful the podcast was and knew that they were entitled to what they should have been entitled to and like oh that was the other thing was that Alex would was going on about how like Sophia didn't do anything like she not like I like edited everything like she didn't edit anything Mm -hmm. I was doing all the work and then Sophia said she's like I offered to edit and Alex would never let me because she wanted to gain like keep control of everything yeah and to use that later and to use that as leverage exactly so basically from Sophia's side of things it sounds like she was just truly advocating for more money because she knew that they were like worth more and she wasn't happy with like what they were like going to be given or whatever and it wasn't just like more money for her it was like more mm-hmm. money for like for both the podcast for yeah the podcast and they were gonna like own the ip and stuff like that whatever anyway obviously that didn't work out they went their separate ways what i found out also was that supposedly alex like didn't even come up with a lot of her own material on the podcast oh. she had a friend of hers who at the time was going by the name Milf Hunter, which is like so far right. stool, it like makes me <laughs> yeah. cringe. Yeah, um, sounds about right. But he like had known Alex for years, like they were like really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically she fucked him over and like he didn't get a single penny for any of the work that Ooh. he did on the podcast. So now him and Sophia are like super good friends and he was, he's been on her podcast a couple of times now yeah. and they've talked about the situation and it's so fucked up. And like, I, think, I feel like you have to send me these episodes to oh, listen to I will, absolutely. I will absolutely dive into this. It's been like the drama that I've needed. And basically, Milf Hunter, who now goes by like Ghost Rider. <laughs> I love that. So basically, Milf Hunter. I hate it. Like the fact that I have to say these words is like really upsetting <laughs> to me. Um, he like the whole point is like he's supposed to be anonymous, but people like on the Internet, like think they know who he is because he okay. also used to work at Barstool. Um, but he left last year kind of around all the time that this was going on because um Dave Portnoy who's like the CEO of Barstool and quite possibly the world's grossest human being yes um more shit came out like racist comments that he had made or I think it was I think it was the racist comments there's there's been so much stuff that's come out about it's hard to keep track I think it was the racism part and so this guy Milf Hunter please stop making me say his name (laughs) don't say it more he left Barstool because of that. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, continue working for a company that has this person in power who, like, clearly has these views. Like, I, that's not something I vibe with. Um, and so he seems like a decent person. Sophia seems like a decent person. Mm-hmm. I use these terms loosely because <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, it's been interesting to see, like, how the story has shifted. And I also, like, kind of felt badly because Sophia started this podcast like fall of last year so she like Mm -hmm. took like a few months off from the internet after everything happened 
And she was saying that, like, before the first episode of the podcast even went live, she had, like, a one-star review on Apple. Like, like a one-star rating on Apple because, like, thousands of people had flooded the reviews already, leaving it, like, with one star and all these shitty comments just because, like, people hated her based on, like, one side of a story. (laughs) It's really some... And I just feel like there has been... (laughs) situations perhaps Mm. (laughs) in our lives personally (laughs) that it's like you know that something's happening and you know you're gonna be like portrayed or like painted as the bad Mm -hmm. person so it's interesting like to watch that happen on like such a grand a big scale scale it's like okay yeah no it's crazy and like I feel so badly because um in the podcast that Sophia was on there recently where she was talking about all of this, like the um, interviewer basically asked, like, do you think that you and Alex would ever be able to be friends again? Like if she were able to like own up to what she did and like yeah. apologize. And Sophia was basically like, no, like the trust is completely gone. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate because like I said, they obviously like, hosted the show together. They had become like best friends. They lived together. And then, that adds a new level uh, of nightmare to the situation. Right? Not only just like friends, just like, oh, friends who live together. It's and like Yikes. you live together, you work together. It's just like the whole thing was super messy. So I've really been um diving headfirst into all of that. Please send <laughs> like please right after we're done. Send oh my god, me all I the will. things and I will listen to them tomorrow. <laughs> the first episode of Sophia's podcast, mm-hmm. um, it's basically like an open letter to Alex and it is like really insane to listen to because she just like lays it all out there and I'm like damn Damn. (laughs) so you know not to like be overly invested but like team Sophia (laughs) you heard it here first this is a pro Sophia podcast yeah I mean like I again like I don't know anything about these people particularly (laughs) but also I find it interesting that like since leaving Barstool and leaving the podcast like Sophia on her podcast has been very um vocal about what a shitty company Barstool is and she's like yeah she's like it's so misogynistic and she's like I you know I'm like I had to unlearn a lot of like internalized misogyny from like not even just working there but just like life in general and then working there on top of that so I think it's like interesting that she acknowledges that because that was kind of like always my issue with call her daddy like the parts the episodes that I'd listened to during all of this was that I'm like a I don't think there's anything particularly like groundbreaking about two very hot women talking about sex no that's not you're not doing what you think you're doing no I don't think and like I I don't doubt that like for some women it's like empowering to like hear that or whatever and like that's fine but it did always kind of feel like we're talking about this in a way that men will find appealing you know Mm -hmm. so I don't know Barstool's gross I don't I think that's why I never really like watched or listened to any of it like no. I'd, I'd seen clips here and there I watched like when Tana was on obviously because yes. <laughs> we love to keep up with the Tana nonsense we have to um but like yeah I never really got into it I think it's a, that's why because you see all the like stupid stuff that people at bars will say and do and retweet and participate in and I was like I don't think this is no for me yeah, that was kind of always my issue was like you know, it was, like, touted as being, like, this, like, big sex-positive podcast mm-hmm. hosted by two women. And I'm, like, 
yeah, but it's on this network that is just so incredibly misogynistic and racist and disgusting that I don't know how you could be a woman working for that company and like yeah I don't know how you like rationalize that to yourself especially when you're like two conventionally attractive um white women I like it doesn't feel like you have a lot to lose for like (laughs) I don't know (laughs) exactly I feel like it could have gone somewhere else very bad (laughs) So, sorry, that was my long tangent to say that I've been listening to Sophia with an F, which is Sophia's podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, what have you been enjoying recently? Um, I really only have one thing because I think everyone's really sick of me just going frenemies, but like that's truly <laughs> all I've been watching. Um, it's like a highlight of the week because sure. it's always, there's always a lot to unpack there. But yeah. in addition to that staple, <laughs> <laughs> you've come to expect. Um, I already told Logan about this, but there's a show on Netflix that has probably the worst and most, like, just least enticing name <laughs> for a show, but it's called Best Leftovers Ever. They didn't try very they hard They didn't that. try. It's a Netflix original. I'm pretty sure it's, like, filmed in the same place that they do Nailed It. Oh, that makes like, sense. Like, the set just looks very much Like that, yeah. Um, And it's just, like, random like home cooks or like sometimes professionals come in and they're given leftovers mm-hmm. and they have to like make them into something else and it's very it's very good it's like each episode's like 35 minutes 40 mm. minutes perfect <laughs> two rounds only mm-hmm. two rounds only yeah the judges are actually like funny and there's like a nice yeah rapport that oh. doesn't feel like forced mm. the main host is um Oh God, Jackie, Jackie Tone, Jackie Tone. She was one of the actresses in Glow. She's a comedian. Oh, okay. Yes. Glow, which was a great show that was unceremoniously <laughs> ripped from me. That's fine, Netflix. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but it's very good. Would recommend if you're looking for something to just like mindlessly plop on the TV. Which I think we're always looking for that. Yes. So and it just like it's one of those shows like chopped that like for whatever reason makes you think that you could be very successful at that. Oh, absolutely. Like I'd be like, oh easy. I would make da-da-da. Meanwhile, I'm like burning <laughs> like everything on the stove. Like, but I really do think I could do it. I could yeah. do all that. No, I love that for you. <laughs> would recommend. But that's really that's all the content for me. Speaking of, actually, not speaking of anything other than content, but um, Drag Race. I feel like we haven't um, spoken about that really since the season started. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Thoughts and feelings. Feelings and thoughts. I, (laughs) it's, I'm watching both like regular American Mm -hmm. Drag Race and then UK Drag Race. And I just feel like. I the UK one feels like more fun to me right now because mm. I just feel like the American one like the humor gets like repetitive after a while like you know what's gonna happen yeah. but I am enjoying it I do think that Utica was robbed <laughs> yes absolutely but, the you know bag ball should have been Utica that was hers to win <sighs> I just I feel like I said this so long and we were talking about this before but um the got makes like strappy thing mm-hmm. 
I don't think it would have gone over well if like they didn't have the body that was like yes. that they have. That's very like model, like thin, sleek, yeah. like proportioned, whatever. I feel like if it was like anyone else, they'd be like, you just put some straps over yourself. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I do feel like the um kind of like thin GG Goods got mix yes. of the worlds love them living for them really enjoy watching them i do think that there's a certain i don't know like taste level that they can get away with Mm -hmm. because they're thin like you said i think like if candy muse had come down the runway in a similar ensemble Mm -hmm. i don't know if the judges would have been living for it no it would have (laughs) been a different reaction Mm -hmm. i also just think like considering like the like all the other looks were great too like Mm -hmm. obviously that's why that went into consideration but like the main thing is the sewing challenge it just feels like and I don't know like I can't sew so I couldn't make anything I would have looked worse than La La Ri okay (laughs) that feels almost impossible but like I don't know if that really like the straps and then like the drawstring bags down one leg. I don't know if that like does it for me personally. I completely agree. I think like like you said, the sewing challenge, that to me is like the main component. Yeah. Because the other two looks are looks that you are like bringing from home. You can buy them. You can have them tailored. Like they should look good. Mm-hmm. Um it would be bad if they didn't yeah (laughs) the sewing is kind of the main point and I think you know got mix was like beautifully constructed but there wasn't Mm -hmm. much to it whereas Utica took literally sleeping bags and tailored them into this gorgeous gown (laughs) it was like and tailored tailored Tailored. it it looked like something she brought yeah it was incredible I just don't there was a it didn't match for me. No. There was a, something wrong. <laughs> I, I agree. I think she was robbed. Um, I'm not watching the UK season right now, which you and I have previously discussed. Um, so I can only speak to the American season. But it seems like a pretty strong group this season, yeah. which I'm happy about. Because there have been some weak seasons in recent years. Um, but I love Simone. Yes, rooting a star. for Simone. Like, wow, what an icon, what a legend. Truly so delightful. Also, I was explaining this. I keep hitting my table and I feel like you can <laughs> hear it. Um, I was explaining this to Zoe on the weekend when we were talking about this, and I was like, hey, like, am I crazy or does Olivia Lux not in drag look like <laughs> my old work crush? I was like, I could be completely crazy. And then Zoe was like, oh. <gasps> I had like a revelation it was like truly something else my jaw was on the floor like sincerely shocked like my face was shocked uncanny Um, it is uncanny and it was not something that I pieced together and then you said it and it was like oh my god yeah took me a couple of weeks of watching and like anytime it would go to like one of her confessionals I was just like damn who do you look like (laughs) like you were really you're really reminding me of someone. <laughs> Who could it be? And then one week, it just like struck me. And I was like, oh, oh no. no. 
it's so i wish we could post a picture i can't but like i wish that that could happen imagine if i just reached out to him and i was like hey um hope you're doing well um would you I mind need a, a picture of you to compare to a contestant on this season of drag race thank you so much hope uncanny. you're well <laughs> oh my god that's delightful um who else are you reading rooting for this season aside from simone obviously um i really like utica mm-hmm. I like I like Candy Muse, but I think she needs to like tone it down a little bit. Just yes. with like the the dealings with other people. Yeah, like the uh the beef between her and um Tamisha. I yeah. feel like it just like tone it down just like a smidge. Candy. Just like a little bit. Yeah, it's I I really wanted to like candy and I do yeah. like candy. Mm-hmm. I do. But I completely agree. I just feel like the, the it's like antagonistic. <laughs> antagonistic like that's exactly it where I'm just like we could maybe just dial that back just a Mm -hmm. smidge and it would be okay (laughs) and it's just like I find it hard to like watch people have that like arrogance and then also like not be winning it's just like what are you what are you arrogant about in this case yeah you know very that very that because like sometimes it's like Sometimes people are arrogant, but they're winning, and then you're like, okay, I guess it's kind of endearing. Like, you can't argue with it no. if they're winning. Like, you're if like, Simone right. wants to come up and be, like, arrogant as hell, then it's like, okay, girl. Okay, I see it, and I respect <laughs> it. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel um, about Tina Burner. I just feel kind of bored. <laughs> She's not doing it for me personally, no. and that's okay. And that tweet where it's like it should be illegal for her to wear red and yellow feels yeah at this point yeah. yeah like it's it's um I don't like it we've, we've had <laughs> yes. enough of that I think <laughs> I think um like after the first couple of times like we get it mm-hmm. try something different yeah maybe branch out you know um there or are other, other options other warm tones that you could maybe yes. try. <laughs> reach out test the waters just see what's available to you (laughs) from us to you (laughs) take it with you tinta burnter tinta (laughs) anything happening in the world oh boy oh boy i mean there's always so much going on in the world but i feel like this week the last few weeks in particular i feel like Mm -hmm. there's been a certain a certain reoccurring discourse on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram talking about office jobs. Not on Pinterest. Not not on Pinterest. Let me tell you that. That is my safe not space. Not on Pinterest. Um, not there. A certain discourse about office jobs or like nine to five jobs mm-hmm. and almost romanticizing them. Like not to sound like we're on Tumblr in like 2013. <laughs> Let's normalize not romanticizing that um so that's been interesting to witness as somebody who works a nine-to-five office job Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning of all of this like lockdown Mm -hmm. quarantine the start of it all um that was happening a lot on Twitter and it just like hasn't really died down like it will go away and then Mm -hmm. it will start up again with people being like first of all like if you have an office job you're like not allowed to complain about it apparently (laughs) is one thing 
And it's just like, I understand and appreciate like truly that we are able, both of us are able to work from home mm-hmm. and we don't have to go out and like put ourselves at risk to do our jobs and to get paid like that. The weight of that does not, <laughs> I don't miss that. Yes, like, it absolutely. doesn't escape me at all. But at the same time, there are its own problems that come with working from home, being in a space every day, doing the same thing every day, and not having a removal from it. Like, it's just yes. there all the time. Absolutely. And I feel like like you worked retail for several years, so mm-hmm. you have a wealth of knowledge <laughs> to draw on about that. I briefly worked in the service industry. So we have experience in other fields Mm -hmm. in you know not office settings and you know like with anything there's pros and cons to both obviously like Zoe was saying we are immensely privileged to be in jobs currently that allow us to work from home that is not lost on me I'm extremely grateful for that um however (laughs) I'm miserable (laughs) I hate my fucking life I can't wait to die. (laughs) (laughs) And also I should say, um, like you and I are lucky we're able to work from home, but like we Mm -hmm. have a friend and coworker who isn't like her job requires her to still go into the office. So it's not even like a guarantee that it's like, oh, you can just work from home because you have an office job. It's like, there are certain things that require you to be in the office. Um, I just... Oh, I I've jotted down a couple of points <laughs> because it's just <laughs> something rage. that I've been like stewing on. And I think a lot of this, like obviously the pandemic has like, I think made people be made people think about this a lot recently because it's just like so many people with office jobs have been able to work from home. I think that's kind yeah. of like an assumption that people have been making and it's not an unfair assumption to be making, but So I think people are kind of like, oh, like that would be the ideal situation. Like I would love an office job. And it's like, maybe you would. (laughs) Yeah, like, hey, maybe you would. I'm not going to tell you. But I think like just generally speaking, like pandemic aside, before all of this even happened, I feel like that was like a sentiment that I would hear from a lot of people being like, oh, I wish I had like a nine to five job or an office job. And I think I think that comes from like there's a certain level of like perceived like security or comfort mm-hmm. in having that kind of job, which I think a lot of people our age crave. <laughs> I crave the I nine crave to five security, um, and it's like I completely get that. But I think what a lot of people maybe don't realize is that a lot of these jobs will keep you on contract mm-hmm. for the first six months, the first year, the first Laughs two years. Laughs women's organization that will remain unnamed. <clears throat> but like, like in my case, for example, for people who like aren't aware, like I started at the company that I'm currently at almost six years ago, which is alarming to say. And <laughs> I originally started off on what was supposed to be like a six month contract and that then got extended out another six months so it was a full year on contract and you know during that time you don't (laughs) you have nothing like you have no No. sense of security you have no benefits or anything like that like you were very much just like 
on your own. And I get that like people working in retail and the service industry can relate to that because that's That's what you're dealing with. But it's like, I didn't have that like idea of like security or comfort until like a year into working there. And I mean, like it wasn't even guaranteed. No, (laughs) no, it never is. Like it's never, even if you like get permanent and you're, it's it things can change like literally at any time mm-hmm. and nothing is secure <laughs> I also like, saw a tweet talking about like office jobs and they're like they make like a hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> and I like truly have never laughed harder I was like babe where? tell me where I will like <laughs> s- like sign me up I will apply Point to any job a hundred k a year no. oh baby I don't think so <laughs> like nowhere close frankly not not even in the ballpark but like sure okay we're in the parking garage across the street from that ballpark let me tell you like mm -mm, not not relatable I just I I don't know I think people just have like a misconception about about like having I don't know I think people have a misconception about what having security means or having like that comfort means because it goes a long way don't get me wrong like having the ability to work from home or having benefits and stuff like that goes a long way I'm not saying it doesn't however (laughs) um you know you're working for a company that doesn't care about you which not even a little (laughs) which you know isn't different from anywhere else um and like Zoe was saying like the idea of working from home seems really enticing and I mean like certainly right now it's better than the alternative yeah but it takes a toll <laughs> let us tell you <laughs> it takes a toll you can probably tell by how we started this episode talking about how we were doing it that it takes a toll and it's just like aside from like the fact that yeah like you don't really have a picture of what it's like to work anyone's job that you're not doing yourself Mm -hmm. like you don't really have that picture but like also since being in this pandemic since being like working from home the way the amount of work has just like skyrocketed with like no sort of reprieve whatsoever (laughs) just like constant work you're at home um you you don't take as many like breaks for yourself working at home Mm -hmm. where you would like if you were in the office you'd get up go fill your water bottle or something like you don't it just feels like there's a lot of stuff lost and a lot of work just increased and there's no really break from that it's just busier and busier and everyone's acting like it's fine (laughs) and it's not yeah, it's like the job itself is still operating at like full normal capacity, if not yeah. more. And there's no acknowledgement of the fact that like we are literally living through a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, there's just no like, shh, don't talk about it. Don't mention it. It's not happening. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot. And I just think like the moral of the story is like every job sucks I think yeah. and I just there are pros and cons to every job out there a lot of the times more cons than pros yeah <laughs> I don't dream of labor that's like 
again, like pandemic aside, like if we were like removing that from the situation, I oftentimes regret starting into this kind of job as early as I did. Like I started right out of school. I wasn't mm-hmm. even done school yet. I was still finishing up my last course. Like I wish, like looking back, I wish I had like stayed in Guelph for longer, continued working my service job because that was a blast. Honestly, looking back on those days, that was a blast. What I would give (laughs) to just be bussing tables. Oh my God. There's just, the stakes were so much lower. (laughs) That's the thing. And I feel like in like retail or service, like the vibe of like complaining about work is very different. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you can like easily talk to like your coworkers about like how miserable yes. a retail job or a service job is making you. And that makes it better. Like there's like camaraderie and like being <laughs> miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but like in an office job, like you can't do that unless it's like me and Logan who literally know each other. <laughs> so literally that's all know. we do. But like because otherwise like all the other employees are like we love it here and this is a magical corporation yeah and we stan it <laughs> it couldn't be better it's like um it could <laughs> it, it definitely could it, I, don't, I don't know about that i just i don't know it's it's just <laughs> frustrating it's very frustrating and there seems to be like such a like resurgence of this on twitter (laughs) especially just people being like i wish i could just have like an easy (laughs) 100k a year yeah oh that was the other part of that tweet it's just like gets to sit down all day yeah makes a hundred thousand dollars a year and i'm like what (laughs) i don't know it's like i'm sitting down now because i work from home currently but it's like I was put to work when I was in the office. <laughs> yes. Catch us I... steering our little carts around. Pushing mail carts around, lifting heavy boxes <laughs> that were surely not meant to be lifted by one human being. No. Like, I don't know. I uh, I was not sitting around all day. Yeah, I would like to know, like, what office job specifically these people are talking about, just to investigate for our own for our own purposes. I'd love to know. Oh, remember when I was just used as a personal walking courier oh, yeah. a few times? <laughs> you mean that's not part of your job? Yeah, no, that was fun. Um, that was just a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really fed up with the mentality that like it's like easy or like Mm -hmm. oh that would be such a nice break you know yeah um like what (laughs) like you said like everything has its pros and cons it's a job it's gonna suck either way that's Mm -hmm. just kind of the reality of life but um let's just like not cast dispersions on like what what's easy what's not easy you know I just feel like it's like very easy to like have ideas about something that you're like not involved in Mm -hmm. but like like let's maybe not be like all these office job people have it so easy and (laughs) all they do is sit down and get a hundred thousand dollars like oh my god I wish I wish actually my dream job sitting down and getting a hundred thousand dollars yes like where is that could it really be that that? easy (laughs) does that exist you guys are getting paid. 
Oh my god. And it's just like I think about somebody like you too who You too. <laughs> you too. I think about Bono and Bono the Edge all the time. constantly. Um somebody like you, comma, too. Um <laughs> who you were on contract for two and a half years mm-hmm. at this job. At this job. <laughs> At, at your current job? place of employment. Uh-huh. Um, that's not even accounting the previous part-time mm-hmm. job that you had mm-hmm. where you were on contract for 12 years, it felt like. <laughs> I was um actually like 16 years of my life were spent there. Or at least almost four. <laughs> I think that that is something that doesn't get talked about nearly enough is these companies and corporations that just string people along for in some cases years Years. (laughs) um just so that they don't have to shell out a bit more money and like some sick days (laughs) and it, it really is just like preying upon like you were talking about earlier like people our age especially just looking for something secure so like Am I going to be dragged along on a contract for like years and years and years? Yes. Because at the end of it, it means that maybe I'll get something full time. Mm -hmm. And like, if I don't, if I go, okay, I can't do a contract anymore. The alternative is starting another contract over again somewhere else. Exactly. Like, because that's the thing. Like when I started, I was on contract. It was supposed to be for six months. And then partway through that, they're like, oh, when the first six months is over, would you want to sign on for another six-month contract? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? I was making money. It was the first time I had had a regular paycheck ever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I need the money. Like, I value that more than having basic human <laughs> rights, I guess. Yeah. Um, walk all over me. Jobs. And so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll let you um, keep me on contract for another six months with no promise of a permanent no. position after that. Just like a light <laughs> suggestion that maybe yeah. it could happen. Maybe. Maybe if you're if you're good. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll give that to you. It's a treat. But that's exactly it. It's just like, I think, you know, I think a lot of people, I'm sure you do too. It's, you know, I'm not over the moon about my current job, but again, you know, it's a, it's a regular paycheck and I have, Mm -hmm. you know, certain benefits that come with it. I think about going somewhere else though. And it's like, I would literally be starting from scratch. I would be on contract again. And that's overwhelmingly scary. Yes. And it's just like. I hate that that's the alternative. It's either like you stay somewhere where you're maybe not feeling particularly fulfilled or happy. um, But again, you have that level of security and stability. Yep. Or it's like, or you go somewhere else and have to start all over and you have none of that again. And who knows if it'll even be better because jobs are inherently bad. (laughs) It could be worse. It's a lot. It's a lot. At least, you know, no, (laughs) I I was going to give an at least, but there's not an at least. There's no silver lining. There's none. There's none. Isn't that fun? How about sometimes that's okay that there's, you don't have to make one. No, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. We're doing great. We're doing so good. (laughs) I just think 
um, all jobs are terrible mm-hmm. and um, no one should be forced to work right now with no. the current situation and it is despicable that governments are not just giving money to people yeah. so that they can They're like, live. No, that's fine. Sacrifice your life um, for us, but we're not actually going to do anything yeah. to help you. No, no. So that really is... Um, that's the that's the main issue. That's the main issue <laughs> that we have. Um, office jobs aren't romantic. No, certainly um, not. The government should be giving you money for existing. That is yes. their job to take yes. care of you. <laughs> that's really those are the two points. Those are our thesis statements. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! Wait. Speaking of like romanticizing and it, yes. is it related? I don't know, but I sure. feel like we do need to talk about it. And that's Chrissy Teigen on Twitter. Um, okay. Just lately. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> um, I'm very, sometimes like I'm wishy-washy about this, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's getting like very tiring to watch like Chrissy Teigen like LARP as a relatable <laughs> Twitter account. It's just like, not you're not, <laughs> you're not one of us. No. And that's okay. Like you don't have to be. Yes. It started with, it's, uh, I was going to say it started with, but it didn't because it, it's been no. going on for a long time, but yeah. like it became more noticeable when she tweeted about the horse. The horse. And you know what after she like stuck up for herself about the horse I was like yeah maybe I was wrong to judge you for that because you did just have a loss and that's Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry that happened and you do need that and then today at press time it is time um she tweeted about um ordering a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. and then finding out when the receipt came that it was like thirteen thousand dollars or yeah. something yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like haha isn't that a funny story um people no. didn't find it funny <laughs> but like it's it's not and there's no. just been a lot of that and it it follows the same pattern every time mm-hmm. like it's she'll like put out a tweet that's like a funny story or something relatable to her in her life and then people will be like read the room <laughs> And then she'll be like, actually, you're bad people for thinking that I should read the room. That's the how it, every time. That's the way it goes. Yeah, because her original tweet that sparked all of this was she was asking people what the most expensive thing they've ever eaten that wasn't good was. Like, yeah. that's how this all started. And yeah. then she offered up her own answer, which was the uh-huh. $13,000 bottle of wine. Um, and then... I think I think the issue is like people have always kind of had polarizing opinions on Chrissy Teigen like people either kind of love her or hate her yeah um but I think the thing is and it's the same with like people like with the Kardashians and stuff like that the pandemic I think has really um put things in perspective for a lot of like average people will say and it's just like oh you know this person's losing their house, this person's lost their job, this person, you know, has lost family members because of COVID. Um, I think, like, the general consensus is we don't need to see celebrities um, flaunting their wealth in front of all of us. society has progressed past the need for celebrities to tell us about, like, fancy things that they have or that they've done. And it's, like, that story could be relatable, but, like, not for $13,000. No, no. Like, I saw people 
commenting like under something and it was like yeah one time I went to like a brunch and my sister and I like splurged to get the champagne yeah that was fifty dollars like a bonus that you could have champagne and we thought it was endless and it wasn't it was like fifty dollars <laughs> per like how much they had right yeah so I was like that's okay yeah like you could see that happening to someone who's like oh my god let's do it let's be bad let's spend fifty dollars and then it turns out like to be more than that exactly 13 grand I would not be anywhere that would have a $13,000 bottle of wine that's exactly it and it's like that that's like a drop in the bucket for them like that's Mm -hmm. pocket change 13 grand like it clearly it's just like that I think is the the like disconnect where it's just like oh this is a funny thing because we're able to pay the bill for this $13,000 bottle of wine. Could you imagine us going to dinner, first of all, period, because of the pandemic. That would be Imagine (laughs) us going to dinner. But, like, imagine us going somewhere, getting the bill, and being like, one thing is $13,000? No, I would drop that on the spot, I think. Like, I'd be like, I guess I live here now. I don't know, like, I have to make up $13,000 and then you'll let me go. Like, Like, I'll I'll work here. I'll work off the payments. Like, yeah. So One item. How much was everything else? Literally, though. So everybody, of course, started, like, dunking on Chrissy Teigen on Twitter. And rather than just um, logging off. Yeah. (laughs) Which, if I could spend (laughs) $13,000 on a bottle of wine. I I would. for sure would not be on Twitter, let alone commenting back at people. She said, hey, not everything I say on my Twitter is going to be relatable to you because it's my life and my Twitter and my stories. I see your tweets. I get your jokes. You're so funny. Yes, you really nailed me. And then it didn't stop there. She then continued on to say, me sharing a story of getting screwed over by a waiter, share a story of rough week, baby would have been bored, feeling anxious, sad you let's fucking own this rich bitch for retweets so of course she brings it back to the fact that she had a miscarriage several months ago which is obviously tragic um the baby would have been born this week had it come to term yeah um I don't really know why what what the relation is like why that also got brought up in this context I guess that's the thing it's because she did tweet both those things Mm -hmm. but the things people were dunking on was the bottle of wine and not the loss of a child like Um, so like bringing that up really didn't add anything to the conversation other than like a you can't be mean to me yeah because something sad happened and it's like it is sad like it's horrible and also like that's the thing like she can be relatable because like a bunch of like tons of women unfortunately have to deal with miscarriage that's something that happened and when she shared her story that was very powerful and I'm sure helped a lot of like regular average people Mm -hmm. be like something like that can happen to like this rich famous person and it happened to me it's not like my fault or anything Mm -hmm. so like there's things that's like you can be relatable but like tweeting during a pandemic about the one time you spent 13 grand on a bottle of wine isn't it and people are allowed to critique you for that because you're a public figure who decided to put it out there like, you're on Twitter. It's not like people showed up to your home and were like, what was the most expensive thing you ever bought? Like, Right? You asked the question to tell the story. 
Like you brought it up. You brought it up. All of it. Exactly. Like you posed this question. You then offered up your own answer to it. And then people were like, hey, that's an odd thing to mention. (laughs) That's like very interesting for the (laughs) times we're in at this moment. It's just, I feel like there was a, there is a period of time where celebrities like this were like something to us like they were aspirational you know like people like the Kardashians or like Chrissy Teigen or whoever it was like aspirational it's just like oh like I could be like them one day it's like first of all no um but I think like for a long time like that was kind of how people felt about celebrities but I feel Mm -hmm. like in the past year with the pandemic it's really shown how out of touch so many celebrities are I mean like the Imagine video and it didn't quite transcend <laughs> it didn't transcend <laughs> but there's just been so much of that and like you know when Ellen was like I am so upset that I am stuck at home in my giant mansion like she famously did nothing wrong she famously <laughs> did nothing wrong and I don't think enough people are talking about that um just kidding we do we, not stand Ellen on this podcast. No, no. she no. did many things wrong. she did many things wrong and should be held accountable as her yeah job. um but it just like it really showed how out of touch these celebrities are because you know they're complaining about being stuck at home when they have giant mansions they're you know people are losing their jobs people are out of work people yeah. are losing their homes they can't afford to live people are waiting for a 600 dollars stimulus check in the states and then celebrities are tweeting about how they can just spend thirteen thousand dollars on a yeah, and how wine. that's like a funny story for them to look back on because it like didn't really affect them anyway, like because they just had thirteen thousand dollars to spend on it anyways. That would put the average person in debt, no yeah. doubt. Like most, like that's most not people realistic. don't have thirteen thousand dollars to put towards tuition or home renovations or whatever. Like you're in the states, like health, like health. Yes. Oh like, my god. People, people die are... <laughs> because they can't afford health care in the states like and you're oh like well God. this one time it was like really inconvenient because i had to spend thirteen thousand on and it's just like a lot of things that are just like really really coming to the surface now with chrissy because mm. <laughs> i feel like at the beginning it was fun because you were like ha, celebrities they're just like us exactly. because she was like funny Mm. And, like, quirky and, like, tweeted at Donald Trump a lot. Like, there was a lot of, like, oh, ha, 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 I like her. (laughs) And now it's just, like, you look back on things and you're, like, hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) Like, I saw a tweet someone pulled up um, from her that was, like, this is my favorite Chrissy Teigen moment or something. And she was, like, talked to one of her dogs and were, like, I don't know the dog's name. They were, like, so-and-so pooped on the carpet and I saw it. I'm just going to let it dry. And then in the morning when the maid comes, I'm going to pretend like I just saw it or something like oh, that. Oh, I remember that. And it's like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Not... Make your paid help deal with it instead. Yeah, that's like not, that's not great. Like that, <laughs> that doesn't cast the best light on you. I remember like when she tweeted about how her mom kept losing AirPods and about oh, how yes. like, oh, have to buy another pair of AirPods because <laughs> yes. mom lost hers. And it's like, oh, hashtag relatable. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, those dis- notoriously disposable AirPods like, that everyone. Oh, my God. I just like it's 
it's hard. And I remember um, Busy Phillips was on Keep It a couple of years ago now, probably. And she was talking about kind of a similar thing about how, you know, she's on Instagram and people see her as like this very relatable figure because, you know, she shares so much about her life Mm -hmm. and she just seems really accessible and like oh like she seems like you could be like friends with her and stuff like that and then she was saying she's like you know and then I'll tag like a sweater or like a dress that I'm wearing and it's something designer and then people get angry at me because it's expensive and she's like you know I know that I like I know that people see me as relatable but at the end of the day like I'm not yeah like I I lead a very different life you know and so I think that that's the problem that Chrissy Teigen has where it's just like she's like built herself up to be like this relatable person and she's like I'm just like you guys like I'm quirky and I'm fun and I'm like a little crazy and it's like that's great and like you seem like a like a fun person like I'm sure you'd be you know a fun time to hang out with but like you're a millionaire (laughs) yeah like that's so that's never gonna be relatable um you kind of at a certain point need to realize that that's not that's not the vibe (laughs) no and like I feel like she gets very defensive over things and it's like I'm sure it would be very hard not to be defensive Mm -hmm. but also you're in a position where you just you just need to like not not say anything back just like be like okay like the issue (laughs) the issue with the horse like the horse situation (laughs) was the horse of it all um I don't think anyone was mad that you were riding a horse like I and you really (laughs) took that as like the root of the issue yeah and I don't think it was it's just like during a pandemic people are losing everything Mm -hmm. people are losing people and they're everyone's having a hard time like regardless of like what your mental health was before this is going to be hard on everyone Mm. it's just the way it is but like I can't go out and just get a horse to like make myself feel better I can't like I can't do that and I think like tweeting like I need this for me or something whatever Mm -hmm. she said it's like it's very just read the room just yeah. read the room a little bit I can't even get a therapist to sit down with me for a 30 minute consultation she had to piece out <laughs> so I can't I can't get a horse you know again I have said this so many times on this podcast if I had the level of wealth and fame that Miss Chrissy Teigen does, I would not be on Twitter no I would be I would... living my best life on a private island somewhere I would not be on my money. Like <laughs> we would be the least online people in the world. <laughs> oh my god. So I just feel like to a certain extent she brings it on herself. Mm-hmm. Obviously some people are just like vicious and evil and say horrendous things and Yeah, that's and sometimes okay. she literally can't do anything without yeah. someone being like child abuse and it's like her kid just yeah. like cooking something with her. It's, it's like, insane. Okay, calm down. But like people who are just pointing out that maybe you should read the room Mm -hmm. or maybe what you're posting is perhaps a little bit insensitive um that's valid that's valid criticism yeah and you need to just take that yeah because like at the end of the day no one who's tweeting at you can afford a 13,000 bottle of wine so or a horse or a horse (laughs) (laughs) so just go okay and like don't 
don't engage don't respond you don't have to i'm like i don't just don't just don't tweet about these things like the the horse you know what like i'm so happy for you chrissy i'm glad that you can afford to just like decide that you want to ride horses and then then buy a horse horse. you know like (laughs) most people like equestrian stuff like that's like an expensive hobby to have and like most people like ride for years and years without ever like purchasing, purchasing a, horse. a horse yeah but I'm glad that like you're like this is my thing now and I'm gonna buy a horse that's fine it's um, like when I am suddenly like I'm gonna do this craft and then buy everything yeah. it's like that but a horse yeah you know? <laughs> no I mean to be fair I can relate because um I decided that I was gonna do embroidery and then I brought three embroidery kits off of Amazon so yes I guess you could say I Chrissy Teigen and I have a lot from Michael's <laughs> literally we're the same they're just like us they're just like us um yeah it's um it's like maybe just keep that to yourself you know Mm -hmm. like keep that as something that like you can enjoy like go ride your little heart out yeah yeehaw (laughs) um maybe just don't share it on twitter yeah because evidently (laughs) people aren't gonna love it (laughs) and it's okay that they don't and that doesn't make them bad guys and you don't have to try to turn them into bad guys by yeah. being like I can't do anything they're attacking me I'm already having such a hard time like you don't have to you don't have to bring it up we're all having this. a hard time Chrissy it's a pandemic and we don't even have a horse that's the name of the game <laughs> imagine being horseless in a pandemic like this <laughs> Oh, God lover. Oh, celebrities. They are, they're something they're special. Fun. I just punched myself in the nose. Oh, well, oh. you should buy yourself a horse to feel I better. I should, and I have. He's right over here. Great. <laughs> Bring him in. <laughs> something else mm. that has been grinding my gears that I meant to talk about last time and then completely forgot. Oh my God, I love it. TikTok. Yes. You're it. <laughs> but... <laughs> TikTok, I don't know if it's been on your For You page as well, or Mm -hmm. if you've noticed, but I feel like there's a lot of people discovering um, my 600-pound life for the first time. Okay, yes. And a new show that's called, like, Thousand Pound Sisters or something like that. (laughs) Um, Us, first of all. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But... It's a, it's very interesting because mm-hmm. I find all the TikTok teens for the most part to make my myself sound like elderly. Yes. But I find the TikTok teens are very like social justice forward, mm-hmm. very like calling out things that should be called out. And then 600 pound life they're like ha 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 fat people. So yeah. I'm finding a disconnect. I just want to know what's funny, I guess. Like, what's, what's the joke? Funny? What's, what's funny? funny? What's, what's funny? funny? What's, what's funny? funny? <laughs> Hopefully this. Um, yeah, I just, like, I just keep seeing clips to the point where every time it comes up, I have to do the not interested, not interested. Oh, that's smart. Because it just, like, keeps keeps coming up. Yeah, that's interesting. I did see, I had a video come up recently where somebody was watching I think it was my 600 pound life and like they were just kind of like 
filming the tv and just kind of like reacting that's all it is like that's all I keep getting different people too it's not all the same person and And it's like they're not adding anything it's just like no it was very bizarre and it was like I I think like the poor man on the show was like facing like an amputation or something. There's this one guy that they specifically I see in a lot of things and he's not nice. Like the thing is like he's very mean to his like healthcare worker and like all this stuff. But they'll post clips of him and like one was they're trying to like transport him somewhere Mm -hmm. and he's on the back of a golf cart and it like hits a bump and he falls (gasps) and he's like screaming and the person filming it is like laughing hysterically and like everyone's rushing to help him up because it's like this man is extremely heavy Mm -hmm. like he's like it's my 600 pound life like he's (laughs) it's he's the titular role (laughs) he's the titular role but like you falling at like 130 pounds if you mm-hmm. fall down that's not a big deal you just stand up and you like get yourself back get a, up a 600 pound man falling off of like a moving slow moving sure vehicle onto the ground is like a very different circumstance yeah. and there's another one where they take him to the hospital and he's in an ambulance and he's like screaming and in pain and stuff like that and the doctor says no he just wants pain medication turn him around and the ambulance takes him back instead of going to the hospital oh god so that's not funny that's someone like not being refused medical attention because the doctor thinks that they just want pain medication and like he's obviously not a very kind person like he's very mean to people and he like throws stuff at them and is like but that's not because he's fat no exactly that's because he's not a nice person and I feel like all the comments are like ew he's so disgusting this and that and he's talking about like having a rash under his like folds and stuff like that and people are like all commenting like ew like no wonder the doctors don't want to touch him like how disgusting like how hard is it to just bathe like okay a lot (laughs) okay um first of all (laughs) it's very easy to get rashes (laughs) like that's just a thing that happens okay like listen as somebody with big titties people have different skin (laughs) yeah like that's just the thing that happens okay any sort of area of your body where there is like fold where there's skin rubbing against skin there's gonna there's gonna be a rash okay like it just happens (laughs) yeah like that's not gross it doesn't mean that the person's gross it just means no. that like the body is doing what the body does <laughs> everyone has different like skin sensitivity too so it's like okay literally Some, i get rashes like, from everything like literally you just think about something and it's suddenly like oh my god i'm covered in hives what happened yeah and, like people get rashes people have skin problems like People have psoriasis. That's a thing. Like people, like some people are prone to things like that. Regardless, like I have dermatitis on my scalp. It's fine. It's like it's, it doesn't make you gross. No, it doesn't make you a bad person to have a rash. <laughs> and it's like the reason they're bad. The reason, like, there's real things. I'm sure I haven't watched that show, <laughs> but from the clips I've seen of this man on my TikTok. Um, there are reasons to not like him sure, and to think he deserves some sort of criticism but the reason isn't because he's 600 pounds that's just what you've chosen because you hate fat people and you're trying to disguise it as something and like 
it's very disheartening to see like a generation who's so like social justice Mm -hmm. to just be like accept you (laughs) like you can choke no exactly this is like the same thing that we talked about recently in regards to trump and people you know constantly making fun of his weight as if he's not like a literal fascist yeah like that's what you can maybe be criticizing him for um the, but it's the like oh is... no he's got a dump truck it's like <laughs> he's okay a he's also truck. a racist so it's like yeah like <laughs> there are reasons to not like somebody but mm-hmm. if their weight is that reason then you need to reevaluate some things yeah and if if you watch a clip and the only thing that is funny to you is just because they're fat. Like, maybe examine why that is. Just examine it. Like, there's the the Thousand Pound Sisters yeah. or whatever that show is. I get the impression, just from clips that I've seen, mm-hmm. that they didn't grow up um, with money. Mm-hmm. And there's a a clip that I saw where they're talking to a nutritionist Mm -hmm. about like how much water, like what did they eat in a day, that kind of thing. And they said they don't drink water. They only drink soda, but they have diet soda because they were taught by their mother Mm -hmm. that like diet soda cuts out like sugar from other things. Like it's some sort of, so it just seems like, these are two women who weren't educated on like nutrition. A lot of like a lot of people aren't. That's not accessible for people. Yeah. Um, and I don't like, I don't know. I guess like part of it is sure that I'm sensitive because I'm fat, but like also <laughs> it just feels like after a while, like what's the joke? You know? Like yeah. it's tired. It's just um, I don't understand people who get enjoyment or find those shows entertaining, first of all. Like, like, what's the entertainment factor there? Like, like you're watching a person suffering, suffer and struggle, and they're not. It's not fun. No. Um. It just feels, and I like. I think that's the problem with like so many of those TLC shows where it just kind of feels like exploitative, and yeah. it's just like, whoa, look at this crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's that. Um. I. I don't know. I just think if you enjoy those shows, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, no, I not to pull a Shane Dawson, but I think that maybe there's some like path <laughs> pathological reasons for things. Maybe there's something to consider. Just maybe a little bit of something like you like watching people be in pain mm-hmm. uh, because you find it funny. Um, and you enjoy making fun of them for being in pain or yeah. and there's a lot of stuff with this doctor mm-hmm. who's on the show I guess he's like the main 600 pound <laughs> life doctor like Great. he's like a staple <laughs> of the show um where he's just like not nice like yeah. he's very upsetting to watch but, like, people are like, oh, my God, like, he said it, like, he spilt that tea, like, all this stuff. And he's like, no, he's a doctor. He has a, like, a duty mm-hmm. to help people. Yeah. And turning someone around at the hospital just because they're, like, 
and I don't know like it's just too much for my brain to wrap around if I'm being honest like I don't see why it's fun for you to watch that no I it the word just came to me those shows are dehumanizing yes they don't it's like a freak show like a modern day freak show they don't treat the people the fat people on those shows like people no and I think I think they're really fucked up. I will say it again. I think if you enjoy those shows, if you derive any sort of enjoyment or entertainment mm-hmm. from them, I think you need to seriously reevaluate your life. Yeah. Um, it's gross. It's gross. It's, it's so gross. It's very gross. And it's really gross that it's, like, something that's, like, gaining in popularity again on this, like, new platform. It's, like, I hadn't, like... <laughs> I've encountered few, I'll say few, people in the wild who were like, I love my 600 pound <laughs> life. But like, <laughs> it wasn't zero. It was I can tell you that zero. right now. <laughs> it was almost zero, but it wasn't. Oh god, that's but so like, deranged. I've never seen people talk about the show so much as I've seen on TikTok. And like, I've literally, like, so I. I don't know why I'm still getting them the amount of times I've pressed not interested. Yeah. Because it's just like every day there's like five videos of just someone like holding their phone and recording their like laptop That's or so TV weird. watching it. And it's like, it's such a horrible show. Like, why would you want to watch that? Literally, though, it's like you said earlier, it's like, just say you hate fat people and go. Like, like it's so much easier for everyone. Rather than like hiding behind whatever it is you're hiding behind pretending that this is some form of entertainment like just say what you really want to say which is you think fat people are disgusting and you don't view them as humans I and guess. you're okay you're okay with them not getting the care that they deserve yeah. as human beings because mm-hmm. it's funny to you yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. even if like it it seems like this guy does have a problem with like pain medications mm-hmm. And so, like, okay, even if he he does, mm-hmm. he has an addiction, okay, he's he's fat, even if the, both of those things can be true, yeah. you as a doctor still have to see him if he comes into the emergency room. It's your duty to be like, I'm not going to prescribe you this because I think this, yeah. but you have to look. Yeah. You have to take a look at it. You can't just be like, fat, done, get out of here. Like, you have to do your due diligence, and it's like addiction is an illness yeah so that doesn't make him any less human either I'm sorry to break it to you all um but that's like another very real thing that people suffer from and um here's a thought like let's say this man is 600 pounds as Mm -hmm. the title suggests (laughs) as it would suggest I can imagine that perhaps with that come some pain Uh in in the old joints Mm -hmm. and stuff like that I can imagine that that would be hard on your joints at a certain point to carry around that weight so perhaps that's where the addiction quote-unquote to painkillers came from Mm -hmm. because this man has chronic pain yeah and doctors once again don't like to do their due diligence so they're like here's an opioid take that great and then that's where he is now but then it's his fault that he's in pain and Mm -hmm. also now has an addiction to opioids exactly that's great 
great. I love doctors. I really feel strongly about them. Yeah. Did you see that really nice gay doctor on TikTok yes. that was going viral? Yes. I was like, why can't you be here in Toronto? <laughs> like, where do I find someone like you? That's that's the thing. Like, yes, it's your job as a doctor to figure it out. But like, yeah, sometimes the person knows more about what's going on with their own body. Oftentimes, because yeah. it's theirs. Help guide them. You're not like the all all-knowing being exactly I just thought that was so nice yeah he was mentality very of like I want to know what you think is wrong and then we can work through it together because it's so true he's like sometimes I won't have thought about that mm-hmm. like that's an option that I didn't think like there's so many things that things can be exactly and again like nobody knows your body better than yourself and so Mm -hmm. you can offer some really important insight and then also he was you know explaining like I can also help rule out things because you know sometimes that can be stressful it's like when you think that it's one thing but I can tell you why it wouldn't be that thing I just yeah I think more people need to be like that and um, I think that my 600 pound life should not be a show (laughs) those are my takeaways I do think it should be taken off the air And it is concerning when I think about people that we went to high school with who are now in the healthcare industry. That's upsetting. Oh, God. I just think that there are a lot of people who are in that profession that probably have no business being in that profession. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. (laughs) Pick one, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I find that... Um, a lot of people can probably relate or like pick out a person and go yeah mm-hmm. a lot of like mean spirited people it's the go it's, into that it's the mean girl to nursing pipeline yes it is it is um, so I just think that like if you had a mean girl in high school there's a good chance she's a nurse now and I feel like that says a lot <laughs> about what that what that might entail I think there are people who go into it for the right reasons but oh, I think absolutely. there's a lot of them who don't also yeah there's there's something there <laughs> there's something to unpack at a later time oh boy is there anything else going on that oh. we want to discuss I think we covered some really good ground on um, today's episode. We really ran the gamut of subjects. We did. Um, In the meantime, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. We have a website, which is the honestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It will lead you nowhere, but go there because it's very pretty right now. <laughs> go check it out. Everything's been revamped. Um, you can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your feelings, how you're doing, how you're coping through everything. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen especially on apple podcasts it really helps us it doesn't Um, it's nice to see it's nice to see it It makes makes us happy um we're on apple podcasts spotify soundcloud potable pocket casts and maybe elsewhere stitcher premium stitcher premium subscribe now (laughs) Um, we have merchandise for merchandise. Oh yeah, which you can get by going to the little merch tab on our website, 
or you can go to Threadless. Nope. You can go to <laughs> honestlypod.threadless.com. Hell yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun. Um, Cute little faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what we normally plug? Social needs, website, email. Yeah. Merch. Okay. Is that it then? (laughs) That's all. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.